Now she is, Captain. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, she is, Mr. Scott. Is she ready to go? Aisa. She's ready to go to the stars. This is the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. It's mission to seek out new ideas, find new games, and to boldly bring the awesome to your game. Mr. Scott, Warp 9. I Captain. And now, our host. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Golf Bunny. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast, your podcast where the best home defense is a big bag of salt. Release the Leviathans. <laughs> Where's the pie? <laughs> Sam's always forgetting the pie. Yeah. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Uh, this week we are talking about uh, uh, our continuing series where we say, you know, let's play Fringeworthy in somebody else's intellectual property. And this week, we are talking about the television show, Supernatural. In the near future, mankind will discover something that will change him forever. An ancient portal system to millions of worlds. Built by a civilization of advanced alien beings, now lost to the ravages of an interdimensional war. You will venture forth into the fringes of space and time to find alternate Earths and alien worlds, where he will find the wondrous bounty of knowledge as to who he was and what he might become. He will also find danger at every turn as he encounters hostile societies, alien beings, and the insidious Miller. Fringeworthy, the tabletop game of interdimensional adventure, is now available for a D20 system and coming soon to Savage Worlds. Action and adventure await you as you explore through the interdimensional fringes of space to an infinite number of new worlds. Your characters will face danger and excitement around every corner. Sail with Blackbeard on the Seven Seas. Journey to a steampunk Victorian age. Fight the Soviets in an 80s America that lost the Cold War. Travel to an alternate future and witness a supernova from the bridge of a starship, and then battle it out with blasters and plasma swords. Use any D20 setting you already own, or invent your own. Check out the French Woody Podcast at tritaxsystems.podbean.com to find out more. Whether you've never heard of Fringeworthy or have been playing it for the past 25 years, the Fringeworthy Podcast will entertain and inform you of all the cool stuff you can do with the most all-encompassing setting ever written. Every week, we'll take you on a tour of the fringes of space and give you tips on how to game in this fantastic multiverse. We discuss adventure ideas for the game masters and how to keep your team of characters alive for the players. Go to tritacsystems.podbean.com and take a listen. You can also find us on iTunes under keyword Fringeworth. A million, million worlds await you. Music by Ernestor, available on iTunes. Yeah, I'm just wondering about any uh, creatures or spirits you might pick up on this, too. Any? Yeah, that's. I, mean, I want to find out anybody and everybody who might be able to pick up on the Fringe Portal the fringe war and people coming through it oh. because it's depend on who gets there first. Actually, there's one thought because, you know, bogs are a great place for people to die. 
Uh, yeah, there should be some spirits around. Should be some, a few ghosts around. <laughs> and well, they'd all be people that have died after the veil was emptied. Mm. That's possible. Yeah. Maybe some clowns. No, no. <laughs> the veil is where all the spirits go who don't go to heaven or hell or purgatory. Okay. They're in between. Okay. The veil was emptied in an attempt to create a bomb that would kill Amara. A human soul has the power of 10,000 suns. Okay. The entire veil was emptied, but then God and Amara made up, so those souls were pulled out of Dean and sent to their resting places. Ah, to so have an or purgatory. So they would have to be recent deaths then. Yes, there would be recent deaths since the end of season 11. So then not very many ghosts then. Okay. Not very many right now. Yeah, just looking through any mages who, you know, have a book that tells them what's going on everywhere. <laughs> uh, well, the most powerful spell book is the Book of the Damned. And that is currently hiding in the Men of Letters bunker yeah. in Kansas. Okay, um, hiding of its own free will or hi being hidden by... Being yeah. hidden. It is okay. being hidden from Rowena. <laughs> I want Rowena to have this book. No. It contains very powerful spells. We already had that book once. We don't want her to have it again. I, oh, gotcha. I, I ask it that way because you know, in some, in some, in some, some uh, um, uh, mythos, yeah, books that powerful. They have the, they have a will of their own. Oh well, not in the supernatural world. Oh, thank goodness. However, there are okay. We'll we'll bring this up. There are various what could be called, if not magical artifacts, and at least magical items. They are we mentioned angel knives. Angel blades. Angel blades. There's a demon-killing knife that kills demons. There is the cult. Explain the cult. The cult is a item created by Samuel Colt. It is a gun that kills anything supernatural. There are only five creatures in creation that it does not kill. We have determined those creatures to be God, Amara... Dick Roman, the King Leviathan, Death, and Lucifer. It kills everything else. It most recently killed the Alpha Vampire. That was the spoiler clip that I let her saw earlier. Yeah. Also, God touched items like the Horn of Joshua, the Staff of Moses, things like that. The Ark, uh, a small piece of the Ark of the Covenant. They're called hands of God, and they contain a lot of power. But they're one-shot items. You yeah. use it once, it's dead. Yeah, actually, I think I found one creature. But reading up on it, it's dead, unfortunately. That might have actually detected them, but I don't know what it would have done. The tooth fairy. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> The tooth fairy yeah. would have detected brand new teeth. That's right, more teeth, new teeth. Too bad the tooth fairy's dead. And like I said, well, yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that to see him trying. Yeah, that, yeah, well, that's cool. Michael, who's in hell right now, might pick up on it too. But he's kind of trapped in the cage in hell and going crazy. He might. I'm crazy. But no, I see 
a Tazeel trying to see this tooth fairy steal its teeth? It would just be like, I don't think so. No, he's looking at he's looking at 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 the Blizzniz because they have molars the size of your fist. Ooh, they'd want he'd want that molar. He goes molars. Now I think there are stats for a tooth fairy in one of the bestiaries, and they kind of look like, and the way they made them look like, are kind of like the tooth fairies in Hellboy Two. I like those tooth fairies. Those are nice. Of course, the picture I see is some guy with pink wings and, yep. <laughs> and needs a shave. <laughs> oh. Are any of these creatures childlike? Are they like pure souls? Uh, like children, like, like children are. They would have imaginary friends. There are super. There are imaginary friends in supernatural. They exist. They are creatures. They're called. Oh, you Santa. mean anyone on the eye deck? Yes. That might be considered at spirit a child. Maybe a Brupian. Maybe a Pangolisk. Maybe Santa a Slarg. Slarg. <laughs> oh no! 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 Uh, they're, they're scavengers and. and... Currently they're is scavengers, they're cranky, they've got yeah. they're, they're eternal adolescence is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> they have on any child that needs a friend. I would say probably the Brupians and the Pangolis would be as close to a childlike mind as you could get. Yeah. Xana are really, really powerful. And they can only be seen by children or other people that they allow them to be seen. And they appear as all kinds of strange things, like a mermaid or a manicorn. That, that, that's fine. I'm just saying that <laughs> just of my knowledge of the fringe races, unless you bring in a race, a homebrewed race, or a race from another game, and you decide, yeah, we'll have it here on a fringe team. I would say Brupians and Pangolisks, where they would be looking and just seeing this imaginary friend and just going, and they're like, what are you looking at? Pointing, and of course, nobody else sees it. Yeah. Unless the Xana want you to see them, then you can't see them. Unless you happen to be a child or a childlike mind. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of, is the Xana. There's no known count for how many Xana there are. Okay. But they are very peaceful, good creatures. They are lawful good Okay. All right, since we asked about alignments, you brought that up. Let, let's just tick down, because if somebody, if you listeners wanted to decide, and there is a supernatural role-playing game out there. There is. I want to say it's Margaret Weiss Productions, as in Margaret Weiss, co-creator of Dragonlance. She has her own game company. Supernatural is out, and so... Their source book. So if you wanted to do that, and okay, yeah, this is one of the worlds I want my fringe worthy people to go to, you can use that supernatural role playing game as a resource. I think it uses the cor- it uses the cortex system, the same as the fr- as the um, uh, Firefly slash Serenity game system uses, uh, which is basically it's a modified version of Deadlands. Ah, okay. okay. Basically, Deadlands spawned Savage Worlds and Margaret Weiss 
they both use the dice as the size of the dice as the skill level. Um, okay, but Mar- but Margaret Weiss's the uh, Cortex system has now moved on to an even more oddball system. So it's actually it's migrated and moved uh, farther away. So it doesn't even look like it where it originally came out with with Ser- with Serenity. So it's actually oh, kind of like Third Edition Mutants and Masterminds is now nothing like the D twenty system, even though it still lists as an OGL book. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just we'll we'll take off here just to get this going here. I'm going to name a character from Supernatural. You tell me what type of alignment. Give me a Reader's Digest explanation as to why. We'll just do this out. Dean Winchester. Dean Winchester. These are OGL alignments, mind you. So it's the lawful, good, neutral, evil. He's chaotic good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think him as chaotic good. His mother Mary, too. And John. Yeah. Okay, Sam. I pinged Sam as neutral good. Yeah, because he he's not quite as reckless as his brother. He, he, he from what I from what I see, neutral good. You usually try to follow the rules, but you will bend or break a rule every once in a while if it's for a greater good. Yeah, and they don't suffer the same inner conflict that a lawful good character would for breaking the rule. Right. Sam and Dean would both break into a place to try to get in and find out something. It's just. Sam would be just a little more hesitant about it. He'd be like, give me the lockpick. All right. He also cares about the consequences. And he that's does. also Sam, part of yeah. being good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Castiel. Castiel started out lawful good. Well, he was okay. an angel. He had to follow the rules. Obey yeah. the rules. But Dean was able to convince him what he was doing was not right. Kicked in Castiel's free will. And Cass has now shifted from lawful good to somewhere between neutral and chaotic good. I would say probably neutral good. He's sort of like Sam. They try their best to do what's right. But there are times where just, okay, this rule, we don't need this. Well, no, because pretty much from what I've read, Dean and Castiel, it's a bromance. They are the best of friends. It is. And then Cass and Sam, they're friends because they both care about Dean. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rowena? Uh... Rowena, she more she pings more chaotic evil. Yeah, has no respect for rules, other people's lives, anything but their own desires, and is very is typically selfish and cruel. Yeah, chaotic evil. That's her. Rowena. Uh, Crowley, same. Actually, no. Crowley is more neutral evil. He's he's lawful evil. He follows the rules. He follows whatever. He may set the rules up for himself. But he yeah, still has okay. rules. If you still okay, here's the thing about lawful evil, Colleen. It may be an internal code, but, but you his. still so follow yes, a code and that still would count as lawful him evil. And Lucifer would be the lawful evil, which yeah. is why Lucifer hates Crowley so much because he reminds him too much of himself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see another. And he, and he also rules hell. You've got to be lawful oh, to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them rule hell. Okay. You're, you're going through names and so forth, and I just realized there is one person who would know that they just popped in. Death. Death is dead. Death is dead? But I thought he was immortal. Yes. Yeah, so is he. Death is, 
death is only death. The cult may not kill death. There's one thing that can kill. There's death. that thing. Yeah, death. How that work out for you? That death was something not. else. Yeah. Oh, Death's wow. own scythe can kill him, and it was used to kill him. Dean killed him. Hmm. That's what released the curse. That was what enabled Rowena to finish the spell that removed the mark of Cain from Dean's arm and released the darkness. The mark okay. of Cain was both lock and key. It kept her safely square, squared okay, away. So we've, we've done Lucifer. We've done Crawley. Winchester. We've, we've done, done Rowena. Rowena. Uh, yeah, we did Rowena. Bobby Singer. Bobby Singer is kind of good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, He's most of the hunters are going to come across as good because yeah. they're putting their life on the line for the greater good. Well, I'm yeah. usually seeing Kay, uh, Bobby as like crotchety good. I mean, just <laughs> crotchety good. He's crotchety. Curmudgeon. Yeah, he's he's a curmudgeon. Time. You know, you can have the nastiest mouth in the world and still be good. The love of his life. Really, was... I, I have no idea about that, Bruce. I, have no I know. That's so why I said it to you, Trav. <laughs> Bobby got into the whole hunting thing because the love of his life, his wife was possessed by a demon and he killed her. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot. All righty then. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What other characters in this? Jody is long Jody. Good. Jody. Jody is a cop right. from right. Sioux Falls. Okay. She kind of got roped into all this when some bad stuff happened in her town. People were coming back from the dead. Her own son came back from the dead, but they were zombies. Ah. It was all part of raising. It was all part of of raising Lucifer out of the cage. Okay. The breaking of the seals, which would allow him to come back to the surface. All right. She she's lawful good. Okay. She's a cop. Let's see. Who else might we be able to talk about? Oh, oh, one thought. One thought. It always crossed my mind because I because I can I've always been able to find one, but this time I haven't been able to find one. There's probably no master. There's no master or old Miller on this world. You mean a character that you could say, "Oh, this person could be a Mellor. Because unfortunately. His true nature would be evident to everybody. Yeah. Right. Well, we know that the the that Castiel, Lucifer, maybe the Leviathans, anything that's an alpha, they would be able to pick on that instantly going, okay, you are not who you say you are. Matter of fact, you mm -hmm. are not human, angel, demon, werewolf, vampire. What are you? Yeah. This would not exactly be the type of campaign that we can just throw in. Ah, let's throw a Miller in here. No, you really can't do that. Not only but that, but I mean, considering what's out there, um, you, you know, a, a Miller, a, yeah. a Miller no. might not last very long. I'm talking yeah, about the infected yeah. Miller. No, if they wouldn't last very long. There's so much out there in this in this world that would just take him out. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's competition. Yeah, because let's face it, a Miller could not absorb could not copy, even with just touch, something like Castiel or Lucifer. It would just not work. No, I don't think. No, it'd be, I think it would be the equivalent of putting your fingers across the third rail if he tried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's a really good possibility that at some point in the past, 
you saw a Meller just get hurled back through the portal. <laughs> <laughs> a good no, one, too. No, no, Bruce, that Meller's sitting there laying going, I'd rather go through the fringe system without a fringe key than do that again. Yeah. <laughs> then D100 points of damage every yeah. round. Yeah. I don't think so. I'd rather go through that than try to absorb an angel. Oh, that, yeah. that'd, yeah. be, that'd be true of even a good mel of, of a good Meller, you know. Well, yeah, even the good Meller would be going, this is beyond my damn pay grade. <laughs> uh, Master, I, I don't want to go back there. But you must? No. <laughs> no, me and our, yeah. yeah, beyond my pay grade, yeah. Yeah, of course, it would be a great way to find out who in your team is infected. Yeah. Oh. No. You you posited this this great way. Now, how is that? I mean, basically, if you're human, but they go, nah, you're not. Well, if you have an if you have an, a, a, such a being there on hand, sure. Okay, the chances of you them well, yeah. Okay, I mean you're positing that as soon as you go through, it's basically like a like a a, a dog pile of <laughs> of all these supernatural beings that are going. Hey, someone actually finally used that thing over there, quick. You know, I see this as being a big long. You know. Um, I don't know what's uh, what. It's like a chase movie where they're just going from place to place, and someone else is like jumping out of the woodwork and saying, "Hey, what's, who is this guy? Hey, you, you know, I want him. I want him. I want him." I, I, I'm seeing as depending on the power levels because we've already seen if you read read through the canon that. At one time or another, Dean and Sam have had powers. Mm -hmm. Castiel's power level, I mean, he was God for a little while. And Sam was a demon. So, I mean... Or Dean was a demon. You're going to... Yeah, like a knight of hell or something. He was a knight of hell because of the Mark of Cain. Right. So, there's a multitude of power levels in this campaign. It just... Yeah, Yeah, and Sam was possessed by an angel... So, but yeah, you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of power players seeing about this portal and what it can do and what type of new edge that all these various people and various factions would be able to sit there and say, well, how can I use this to my advantage and the people that came through it? Yeah. Also, we have to acknowledge that by the time most of these folks show up, they're not sitting in front of the portal because if they start showing up and they're sitting in front of the portal, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if suddenly a crowd shows up knowing, you know, talking to them, they just go right through the portal and turn it off. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of them are going to sit there and they're going to hold back to where they're going to either be watching through binoculars or they're just, if they're that powerful, they'll be invisible and just watching that way. Yeah, watching Lucy busy talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just be honest. Lucy's, you know, Lucifer's probably the first one there. Oh, yes. He's, he's got the most to gain. And, and he's fastest. And he is yeah. called Lucy. They do call him Lucy. Wow. Yes, they do. What? Lucy! Didn't you say that in Supernatural, and it might have been in the past couple seasons, that Lucifer actually said, Oh, I don't know. I think I'll go to L.A. and solve crimes for a while. Uh, yeah, that was season eleven, and he so was last trying, season. He was trying to trick Sam into 
letting him in so he could escape. Because having a body would give him an anger to earth. Inside the cage in hell, they're fighting. And Sam is ask, asks him straight up, what are you going to do if you get out? And he goes, oh, I don't know. Move to L.A. and solve crime. Which is the entire premise of the show. On Lucifer. Fox, the series Lucifer. which is Lucifer is tired of being in hell, so he leaves, moves to L.A. and sol starts solving crime with his cute detective. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and just, yes, it was that done on that way on purpose. But I'm just, they I'm were, there like... They were making a nod to that new show. Yeah. I, I thought it was cute. <laughs> well, no, I saw that. I was on the, I see what you did There's there. a yeah, huge yeah. cage match between Lucifer, Sam, Dean, and Castiel. In hell. I gotta see that clip sometime. It's a nice fight. All right. And Lucifer tricks uh, Castiel into saying yes. That's how he comes back on Earth. All right. I think we've exhausted pretty much all the various points as far as this little thought experiment. Well, okay. Let me ask you a few questions here. Uh, all right. All right. Because it seems like I said, you know, you, he's pre uh, you know, prepositioning this is going to be this huge dog pile. You know, now it's also possible that they come through during one of the big events that occurred during the uh, supernatural yeah. you know, uh, timeline. And where people are just a little bit too busy with, you know, world, you know, alpha, you know, alpha level events to worry about what's happening over on the portal because no one really knew what it was until then. So it's possible for, for them to come through and really see some crazy stuff that they don't really know what's going on. If that should happen, um, how do you, you know, where? How do you think they would come into contact with the major players? Well, let's see. If this portal is in the swamps of Alabama, yeah, and the, the big the big battle for you know for the apocalypse in two thousand ten was in a field. Let me check to see where it was. Oh my! I lost my internet. Darn. Uh, oh. I can't remember where the actual place was, but it was not near Alabama. But Okay, so yeah, it's going to be... It was a field next to a grave site. So it could have been anywhere but in the south. Uh, yeah. yeah, somewhere in, like, in the Midwest okay. area. Like I think it was in Kansas, but I'm not sure. Like I said, I lost my internet. So I can't check. Still out? Yeah, mine's, my connection's still out. Yeah, mine's working fine, so... What... Is the name of the? Oh, it was the last episode of season five. Damn, it's still out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if they came out of the swamp into civilization, they would see like massive weather disruptions. It would be like apocalyptic type stuff going on because it's Lucifer and Michael fighting basically to the death, and we all suffer the backlash for that. Okay. Um, trying to see here. Mega, that was the first Omega level event. Okay, you said season five. Season five. Kansas City, two. Lawrence, Kansas. It's Lawrence, Kansas. That's where they're actually from, the brothers. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's episode Swan Song. It was written that way because Eric Kripke, the creator, saw the season series only lasting five years, but it went beyond that. And he decided to leave the show. 
as the showrunner. Okay. So yeah, it was in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. I thought it was in Lawrence, Kansas, but I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, if they were in Lawrence, Kansas at the time, they just yeah, they'd be too busy doing. During the apocalypse, if if this if the IDET team came out during this huge event, they're going to see a lot of weather disruption, a lot of reports of massive deaths. Because they because do the apocalypse is happening. Yeah, they do have an array. They do hack into radio. Yeah. Whenever they get there's to, all kinds of strange reports going. Yeah, on whenever the they get to um, a world, they'll. Oh God. No. <laughs> One of the ads on the wiki. <laughs> I have ads blocked. <laughs> oh wait, I was just looking there, looking at season eleven. We uh-huh. did. We didn't mention Chuck. Yes, Chuck, aka God. Ah, okay. <laughs> in season, in, okay, in seasons four and five, Chuck is a prophet of God, or so he believes, and so do the archangels and everybody else. But he disappears in a puff of white smoke, which is something no other prophets do. Prophets are prophets of the Lord. They can read angelic print. They can read the tablets of God. But Chuck is God. He's hiding. And I knew he was God. So yeah, it's Chuck and Amara. <laughs> what? Chuck is God. I love it. It's cute. He's wearing a little Chuck suit. Mm. What? Okay. Well, I think he's cute. I think he's cute too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's better than wearing an Edgar suit. So that's way better than wearing an Edgar. Yeah, and he's the one chronicling their adventures, too. Yes, and that's how they brought the fandom, the real fandom, into the show. As a way of saying thanks to us fans. He, uh, he, he wrote the Supernatural books, which were very low-rated books. That even the last few books didn't even get published. <laughs> yeah. He should have he had, um, oh, what's that one good writer in Bureau 13? Robert Robert Howard or Robert no, Robert Harrison. Robert Harrison, yeah, I should have got him as your writer. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he's, yeah, he's got a great series on uh, on, de- on uh, this group of supernatural agents fighting de- fighting the supernatural in America. <laughs> I love it when people think like that Sam and Dean are just fake, and the real Sam and Dean show up, and they're like, they're not real. Yes, they are. Everything, all of it was real. Okay. Nobody liked the episode Bugs. I liked the episode Bugs. All right. But, yeah. Chuck comes back. God comes back. Okay. And helps oh. against Amara. I lo- well, actually, at first he doesn't plan to help against Amara, but then he does. I love, I'm looking in, I'm looking in the, in the fan Wikipedia and they're listing all the episodes he appears in. And then the description for uh, 1123 Alpha and Omega, Chuck is God. Mm-hmm. Chuck is God. Yep. <laughs> well, there's only one explanation. Obviously, I'm a god. I'm definitely a god. A cruel, cruel, ca- 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 capricious god. <laughs> a cruel, capricious god. You're not a god, Chuck. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Chuck, no, be praised. Like, Chuck, be praised. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, no, I, after that was revealed, I took to saying, Chuck, damn it. <laughs> oh, thank Chuck! <laughs> I wish they would change. Chuck is my witness. As Chuck is my witness. 
I'm sorry. I, I, I noticed in the fan wikia they have a section called uh, "so and so in lore." I first noticed it with Lucifer, but it was in such a small type, and I wasn't looking too carefully. I said, "Lucifer in love." Oh. <laughs> well. <sighs> Lucifer in love. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't exactly call what he did with the president's mistress love. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some stuff coming down in season 11 too that could potentially also keep people busy and you know not looking around too 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 closely well you got lucifer running around loose and crazy and you got well a woman about to give birth to the most powerful in the film ever known known to creation so yikes that's gonna be fun mm-hmm. but then again it could also end up like uh oh um. Now I can't. Uh, Neil Gaiman's and uh, and Terry Pratchett's novel, Good Omens. It could have like Good Omens, and the kid gets raised by the wrong people. Oh boy, well, that's gonna happen. You know that's gonna happen. This is the Antichrist, and it only took them seven years after the apocalypse to bring him in. So yeah, in in the hospital they switch babies. Uh oh. <laughs> One of those baby snatching nurses grabs him. <laughs> or what if the Antichrist is a girl? What? In the stories they're almost always boys. Why can't they be girls? There's no reason they can't. <laughs> And when her hellhound shows up, she turns it into a fluffy little cat. Oh my god! <laughs> just don't like a cute little, like a cute little puppy white Persian. <laughs> yeah, just don't take off the cat. It's still a hellhound. Yikes! <laughs> oh, hellhounds are scary looking, man. They show up every now and then. Uh, I mentioned Good Omens because they're actually doing it as a TV series over in Britain. Oh, cool. But, uh, All right. But, yeah. Anything else? Mm. Well, okay. So, once this once this fiasco is finally resolved one way or another, what's what what does Unita want with this place besides having an access to a bona, bona fide Chuck? Well, I would say probably more <laughs> access to magical knowledge. That's more access to biblical knowledge. There's a lot of magical knowledge in the Men of Letters bunker in Kansas. Right. That would probably be the thing that they would like the best. And Bureau of Thirteen World would also like it. Yes, they Oh yeah. And they'd yeah. go after the British chapter too. Yeah. yeah. And any and any of the other magical worlds we encounter by that time, there's probably a whole bunch sitting and going they would definitely want the book of the damned <laughs> yeah yeah well lucky the, the, actually you know the safest place to read the book of the damn is after 18 hours on the platform totally worth totally useless that's true yeah <laughs> uh-huh. well not on that platform you already said that magic works there yeah just yeah, go one platform all over all and you're good okay i'm just saying yeah. one rowena is completely useless Yep. <laughs> right, and Rowena can't come. She's not friendly as far as you know. Anyway, yeah. we consider. 
And the and the big question about you know so yeah we come along and you hand Chuck a crystal. I'm going if he wants to go he can go. He doesn't need the crystal to turn him to turn him make him fringe worthy. That's yeah. right. You know. Yeah. And I would almost want to say he has an alternate reality field around him. He's still God no matter where he goes. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He's still yeah. God no matter where he goes. So he visits the Bureau 13 Earth. Ooh, Are there now two cool. gods or is this one god? I think this would be a different god. Yeah. Just a different iteration of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. But don't let them touch each other because that might implode the entire universe. Yeah. Let me shave your hand. No. I would say I would say it was the same God. So they would just fuse, yeah. Not fuse. It'd just be two different sides of the of, of the same coin. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I get it. If if you think you, about if you if if you think about God is an extra dimensional being more or less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just draw from superheroes. Think of multiple man, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah. they're sitting around, they're talking with each other, they're playing badminton. You know, they're okay with each other. You know, mm-hmm. eventually in in some far, far future or whatever, maybe they, you know, all conjoin again. You know, yeah. it's just... Or, or, oh, there you go. or just think of the, of, the, of the Trinity. Now it's the Quandary or something like that. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure that it, you know it, that the god of the, the Bureau 13 world would say, "Hey, Chuck, nice to see you." And he's like, "Yeah, dude." You know, and then after a while, it's like, "Well, nice seeing you, but I think you got some place to be." And he says, "You're right," and he goes back. Yeah, and he oh. may or may not use the fringe paths to do it too. Well, you know, it's, he's god. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. don't have to use the fringe pass. I mean, you know, yeah. it's not the only way to travel between dimensions. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I could see him. Of course, on the Bureau 13 universe, they keep asking, oh, Chuck, just don't take one yet. You're Chuck, okay? <laughs> well, you're here. Uh, we, we, you know, shtum. <laughs> <laughs> we what? God, just be Chuck. Yeah, yeah just be Chuck, yeah. But I, I can imagine... Yeah, but visiting Earth Prime, visiting, you know, Victorian Prime, Edwardian Prime, the British Empire Prime, there we go. Um, visiting the Pope. What about it? I just, you know, wonder. Yeah, what, 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 just imagine what the Pope would do meeting God. Well, okay, first of all, keep in mind a couple of things. One is that the uh, uh, Chuck is not omniscient. Okay, that's one of the big differences between the you know the, the Earth Earth Prime if it's, if it's if that's really supposed to be us you know God is is a you know God is omniscient here you know Chuck is obviously not omniscient. What do you mean he's not? What? What do you mean he's not? He doesn't know everything. What if he doesn't? He just pretends he doesn't. Ah. Well, now you're getting into sophistry, my dear. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Or, I'm just saying is that you know he he doesn't you know it's it's if he wants to put his attention to something I don't question that he can learn all that he needs to know about it but there's lots and lots of stuff that I don't think he he pays attention to and so he doesn't know about it 
You know, there's lots of uh, you. You act like he's never been surprised at anything that Dean. I remember he kind of talked about that. How you know the, yeah, the, you the, know the humans surprise him, and they're, they're 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 such a pleasure. You know, and I'm just saying is that I, uh, my impression from Chuck is is that he is not you know truly omniscient. My impression is that he is. He knew exactly what was going on with the apocalypse. He just saw that it wasn't his problem. But he, and he doesn't know how to deal with Lucifer. Yes, he does. He just doesn't Wait. want to. It's just, oh, it's, oh, okay. So he's okay. He's okay with you know with his his son. You know, yeah. being being just totally hating him and all the destruction that happened and all that or stuff like that. It got and, and of course you know the fact that you know all the things that happened with his sister. Okay. Season 11, they have a nice sit-down in the bunker. But the point is, is that they had to have that sit-down. Okay, it wasn't like he... They wanted to. They didn't each... I'm saying, each of them didn't know everything they needed to know about each other and just go, huh, yeah, okay. Yes, he does. He knows he just... He's just, I don't want to talk to you about this. I'm right and you're wrong. He's got the paternal attitude of, I'm daddy, I'm right, you're wrong. That's it. Yeah, I, I disagree. Okay. okay. We, we agree right. to disagree. All right. All right. Any, <laughs> anything else, then, that we can mm. get out of this? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Now, there will be folks worried about, you know, various, pe- you know, demon-possessing, well, people possessing demons getting out there and just be- being the new menace to deal with. True. I mean, you know, if they, it sounds like if they can possess a person, they, basically the person's still there and he still has his fringe worthiness. He's just now. Well, what makes you think that that would work, John? I don't get it. I mean, what what example do you have where someone who's been possessed is able to go through a portal? Those are two different minds. The system knows that. But they're not changed on a well, not on a, on a molecular level, though. It it's, it doesn't have to be molecular. That's that's Richard talking. You know, yeah. nothing about fringe worthiness. It's a, it's been referred to many times in the past as being an energy signature. So, you know, it's, oh, well, but, I get it. it's a but definitely having two different people. Does yeah. it? I, I couldn't hear you. Does you the quantum signature change if a person is possessed? Yes, there's somebody who doesn't have the same signature. Okay. It's overwriting you. The yeah. Demon, the it, demon they're both there. Signature overrides You're the possessed right. human. You're right. Yeah, the, Demon would also have to be fringe worthy. Yeah. The soul of the person who became the demon. Yeah. Right. So that demons, that's right up there with when I joked about okay. fringe worthy invent. Demons are corrupt human souls who have spent too much time in hell. Hmm. Okay. So they could be fringe worthy. With the same numbers, same yeah. same percentage chance. So if there's if there's yeah. a, a million demons and there's a hundred thousand of them. Are fringe worthy. The number of dead far outweigh the number of living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, ten thousand. Sorry, I get my numbers yeah, 10, right. 000. Yeah, uh, ten. <laughs> but uh, one thousand, John. One thousand. You're right. Hello. <laughs> Me do math. I've run off right. fingers. I can't count to a million. <laughs> yeah. And that's assumed that anybody's pointing them at the fringe path. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the second question then. Okay. So possession is right out. How about riding along? Riding along? Yeah. So they, they, they're they okay. sort of sitting in the back of their head instead of at the front. 
Which if they're not, does it make? Yes, I mean, they're, it's, they're, it, it, they're not fringeworthy. They're not fringeworthy. So yeah, they, they, they pop they, out. They, yeah. Well, yeah, because when the demon possesses them and they go to sleep, letting the human come back to consciousness, they're basically taking a back seat. And therefore, when the human goes through, that demon would get automatically, forcefully exercised. Most likely, yeah. Just shunt, and he ends shunt up on right his out. butt, and the human's gone. Unless he was also fringeworthy. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So the we'll big, go with that. So, yeah, and this is how we do this. So the big question is: Is Lucy fringeworthy? That is up to whoever does this kind of adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would make them fringeworthy because it would just be so much fun. Yep. Or something he hadn't he hadn't he he possesses some guy and looks around inside and you know checks him out from the inside and goes, "Hey, what's this? Yeah. Neat." I'll make one for myself. Whoop, area. Now I'm fringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be scary. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, let's see. So what? So besides magic, anything else? I mean, this is basically they're. It would be a. It's early 21st century. I mean, yeah. by the late campaign, there really wouldn't be anything that Earth Prime would need from this. Or yeah, no. Tra- yeah. Trades just, you know, whatever. Yeah, so it'd be more magical and biblical knowledge, be more than anything. Yeah. And they would, and, and besides the political powers, which I, you know, you have to wonder, okay, we need an exorcist along to make sure we're talking to the right people, uh, <laughs> you know, in this world. Uh, sounds like, you know, people get possessed left, right, and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that any embassies wouldn't be with the political powers. It would be with the celestial powers. They're the ones in charge. They're the ones pulling all the strings, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the politics of Supernatural is the politics of our current world right now. Yeah. Uh, only we now know that they are, of course... Most of these people are probably possessed by some demon or something like that. <laughs> well, some people in high positions of authority were possessed, but or 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 they they've been granted powers, granted special abilities or powers, or or their deepest darkest wishes from from making a deal. Yeah, they've done that, but it's a ten year contract. That's it. <coughs> okay. After ten years, the hellhounds come to drag you to hell. Mm. That means there's and, some some congressmen then who who've been very lucky, <laughs> and now ten years later they're dead. Yeah. Ooh. So so far they didn't touch on major political figures like the president until this year. Yeah. When when Lucifer possessed the the president, mm-hmm. very briefly. <coughs> Excuse me. But it did cause the brothers to get arrested and sent to a black site. Hmm. So here's a question because we know we know the brothers are out there busy doing the uh, doing the the lone gunman thing. With yeah. magic being so prevalent and and out there, it's it, it's really hard to keep it a secret. So, is there any evidence of government government or and or church sponsored organizations to deal with it? No. Mm. So nothing like the Bureau or some such on this world. There's just the men of letters. It's not as prevalent. Most of society still doesn't believe this stuff right. is real. Okay. You lost your voice. 
Try yeah, and considering how few <coughs> hunters are actually alive in America, yeah. the the instances of the supernatural has to be pretty darn low. It's, it's, it was only when they started bringing in massive groups like the Leviathans, like angels falling out of the sky, like, yep. you know, emptying hell. That's when, actually, not, well, you know, where his father was involved with emptying all the demons out, a whole bunch of demons out of hell with a yellow-eyed demon. I mean, yep. that's when all of a sudden you had it. Most of the time, it's some small little thing off in a corner somewhere that they read about in a newspaper yep. and show up and solve before the real police figure out what's happening. Yes. there are. Kind of what Bureau 13 is supposed to do. There are very few real police who know what's going on, like Jody. She knows what's going on. Sounds like a time for a branch office of the Bureau. <laughs> would fit in. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that with the uh, the equipments available to the uh, Fringeworthy and such, the, the the Winchester brothers might say, "Look, you know, we and this is something they've never done, which is that we, we need more hunters. You know, mm -hmm. you guys come through. You know, we'll help teach you, and then you go out and do some of the work because we're kind of busy solving the next apocalyptic crisis." Yes, apocalypse take five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, beer. I mean, the bureau would, you know, well, not just the bureau, because we're talking. You know, by this time, I, I would imagine that the other agencies on bureau through the earth would know about this too. So you would actually have probably several going. We have some French ready. Can we, you know, just do a mission, train people how to, you know, train folks to be, you know, agents and you know, do the good work. <laughs> Well, especially in this world where it seems like magic, um, unless you have a magical power, uh, magic seems to be very ritual-based, which means that most people might be able to learn it. Yeah. Who would think? Yeah, so I'm just... So, yeah, so the, the, so I could actually see, you know, this be another place where the Bureau will, sit, will send... No, uh, people from Bureau 13 Earth will be sending, sending folks here to teach. And, you know... Including, including, you know, the the Catholic Church will probably be sending a few folks too, if they have any fringeworthy, or you know, if yeah, you know. I, I I imagine that the what, what was the Vatican's group called again? Oh, I forget. Yeah, I'm blank. Yeah, because I know they had one. I mean, they, they that's probably the oldest of all of them out there. I mean, they've been doing this for how long? Yeah. <sighs> Let's see. Let me look in the in the book. Was that in the back half? No, in the middle half, I think, wasn't it? Looking at the PDF. Uh, index. Uh, do we actually have an index? <laughs> Not in our books. No, we do. Remember, we did. We did get into D twenty because we made it. That's right. That's that's <laughs> right. That's the only time we've ever had an index. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, having said that, I do have the Traveler Five book, which is a good in, inch and a half thick. It has no index. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I we can assume that there is some type of that there that the bureau does know of some vatican based group on bureau 13 they may want to have a crack at this world john we can we can just say that the catholic church would be sending people here to the oh this world needs this 
We have Fringeworthy, send them along. Make mm -hmm. sure you bring them back in one piece and, well, alive. Mostly. All right. Okay. I think we can put a closer on this now. Yep. I think so. Adding Fringeworthy to Supernatural, the longest running, well, urban fantasy series on American television, yeah. will prove to be exciting on many fronts considering the hardcore fan base that this series has. And it will also give seasoned, fringe-worthy Earth Prime players more chances to flex muscles of a supernatural nature into demon hunting. And if you have a Bureau Mage on the team, they get to flex their muscles a little. This thought experiment, of course, can be expanded upon. If you do so, please... Let us know in the Yahoo groups, in the Google groups, in fans of the TriTech podcast, in fringe-worthy RPG fans, Bureau 13 agents everywhere. If you do decide to throw some facet of the show into your Bureau 13 campaign. We will have more for you, of course, next week. But until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons license. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be having your sorry butts, cause we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.